0: All right, we are in the final message in our series called Show Your Strength. And so, if you have your Bibles, you can open them up to Judges chapter 16. And um, if you have your mobile device, you can open it up there as well. But I'm really excited about wrapping up the series. I'm really encouraged by some of you that have come to me and have shared with me the impact that this series has had in your life in the last few weeks. And that has been encouraging, and I believe today's message is just going to be as powerful and as impactful. I do want to say that we're really excited about our anniversary that's coming up next Sunday. We're teenagers, we're 15 years old as a church, um, and so pray for us. But um, I, what I'm going to do, and I, I never do this, as some of you guys know, I've been uh, overseeing the church now. I've been leading the church, serving as the lead pastor here for the past two and a half, three, three years in October. And um, never done this before But we're going to do this uh, What we're going to do is I'd like to collect A special offering For those For the founders of our church That will be here Next Sunday So I just wanted to give you guys A heads up um, That above your regular Ties and offering We want to bless them You know we're flying them from, They're from California um, And so we're flying them here But I don't want to just leave You know let them leave I want to I want to give them a little gift And say thank you We love you We so appreciate We wouldn't be here Right, I mean, I wouldn't be here. You wouldn't be here, Doral Vineyard wouldn't be here if they had it in their hearts dreamed about this church dreamed about this community and dreamed about planning a church here and so i want to bless them so i'm letting you know if you have some extra here today you can give and the end of the service you can give in the buckets and the boxes when they come up and down your row or you can plan so next sunday when you come just i'm not going to even say anything next sunday because they're going to be here i don't want to feel embarrassed so i'm not going to say something but just so you know next sunday when you come if you want to bring a little extra you can do that you guys good with that all right so judges chapter 16 you guys found it yet not dead, question mark, not done, exclamation mark. So anyway, we're, we're going to jump in. Let me just review a little bit about where we've been, and then we'll kick off from there and go to where we're going, okay? So where we've been, in case perhaps maybe you've missed uh, last week or your first time here or you've missed previous weeks, we're looking at one of the most frustrating characters in the Bible. His name is Samson, okay? And Samson, he was given so much by God. He was given a special calling from birth. He was set apart. He was empowered with supernatural strength from God to fulfill God's calling on his life. And his calling, his purpose in life was to help deliver God's people from the oppressive hand of the Philistines. That's what he was called to do. And even though he was given all this power and this divine calling, like so many of us in our lives, uh, he, like so many of us, messed it up And mess up again and again and again. And so we have said this in the past about Samson, that he was an incredibly strong man, but that had a very weak will. And again and again, he broke his vows to God. God had, he made some vows to God, and he kept on breaking those. One of those vows was chasing after the wrong women. Another one was touching things he wasn't supposed to touch. Another thing was drinking things he wasn't supposed to drink. And getting a really bad haircut when he was supposed to not get a haircut, and so we recognized that one of his problems was that he was a very emotional guy, and he was emotionally driven instead of spiritually led. We had a whole message on that, being emotionally driven, and not being emotionally driven, and being spiritually led. That's a problem. It's a problem for a lot of us, and our emotions, they get out of control, and we end up letting them drive us rather than letting the Spirit of God drive us and so last week we saw that that most people they don't ruin their lives all at once. How do most people ruin their lives? If you were here last week, they ruin it what? One one day, one day at a time. One day at a time. And so we're going to watch as this guy who was given so much, just like so many of us, he blew it. And he blew it big time. Can everybody say bl- big, time? big time? He blew it big time. And, and we're going to pick up in the story where we left off last week when he's supposed to be, supposed to be delivering the people of God from the oppressive hand of the Philistines, but he's actually now a prisoner, and his eyes had been gouged out. And as I was studying um, about the way the Philistines treat their prisoners, I was reading in some of the commentaries that they actually would have um, burned the eyes first, and then they would have dug out whatever remained just in case you're wondering how they did that but he's all strapped up right and he's put to this big wooden grind it's it's this big wooden like circle that has spokes and so he's in shackles strapped up and he's pushing one of these spokes along that an animal would have done like an ox typically would have done but he's going around in a circle pushing all day long, day after day, while the enemies, the Philistine enemies, are hurling insults at him, and mocking him, and spitting him, spitting at him, and throwing stuff at him, and this is as low as Samson can go. How low can you go? Samson got pretty low. And so his condition right now in the story, it raises a question. This is the question. What do you do when you realize that you've messed up. What do you realize when you when you re, what do you do when you realize that you have blown it big time? What do you do when you realize that you've wasted all these years of your life? What do you do when you re, when you realize that you wasted all the gifts and the resources that you had in your life? You used it for the wrong Purpose. What do you do in your life when you realize that, that, that you, you know, you're, you can't undo some things? You're embarrassed by your actions, you realize that you've hurt some people that you love and you didn't do what God created you to do. And the problem is that when we get to that point, we realize we didn't do what God created us to do, we take this personally. We take it really personal. For, for many people, including myself, our, our greatest fear is that we don't measure up and that we don't want to fail, that that, that, that we don't measure up, we, we're not successful. And when we don't live up to our expectations or, or someone else's expectations, typically our greatest pain is regret. Man, I wish I should have, I could have done it. I, we talked about this right when we kicked off the series that that one way to, to, to summarize Samson's life is, shoulda, woulda, coulda, but just didn't. And, and so this is Samson in his life. He's, he's all this regret. In fact, in some of our lives, there are some of us that one day, we're going to face some significant regret in our lives. And unfortunately, many people will one day look at their spouse in the eye And that spouse who has been faithful to them for years and helped them to either have kids or raise kids or has served them in some capacity and they'll have to try to explain why they were getting their jollies with some image on a computer screen as their spouse feels broken and betrayed or they'll try to explain something that is inexplicable right? Why they betrayed their vow to them and chased after the floozy in the office, right? And they'll face the regret of betraying that person who has been so faithful to them. Or it might be the person who is so frustrated because they're in a career that they never wanted to be in. They feel like it's beneath them. And they're living paycheck to paycheck. And, and some of the people they know, friends around them, are doing so much better than they are, and they feel like a failure because of that. Or it could be one who whose regret is never getting married. And they're like, man, I wish I would have never treated that person that was in my life so badly. I wish I would have been a better person to them if I hadn't been so selfish and they they feel like a failure because of that. Now I'm all alone, and I wish I wasn't. Regret, remorse, or it could be someone who is married, and they know that they're married, and they have a pathetic marriage. They know they have a pathetic marriage, and they know their spouse knows that they have a pathetic marriage, but they're unwilling to do anything about it. They have this pathetic marriage, but they just kind of leave it that way because they don't want to do anything about it, or it may not be an outward failure that we've had. It could be just an inward failure. I know I struggle a lot with that, where, that, you know, it's uh, that inner failure that no one sees that, that eats away at, at you. It's, it's the promise that you made to yourself or the promise that you made to God, and you said, God, I will never, ever do that again, no matter what, and then by Thursday, where do I find myself, what, doing that again, that thing I said I would never do, and internally feel like a failure someone's story is very similar to samson's story and it teaches us something that we have to embrace that we have to internalize that that, that we have to just it's it's a principle biblical principle that i believe is for us today and it, it is this principle that just because you failed at something does not mean that you are a failure just because you failed at something doesn't mean that you're a failure because failure is not an event. Failure is an event, sorry. It's never a person. Failure is an event, it's never a person. And we're going to see in Samson's life a guy who failed over and 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 over because we've read his story over and over again and then when it looks like he failed way too much for God to ever love him much less use him we're going to see how God who still accomplishes his purposes through someone who that that repeatedly could not get it right and so I'm here to tell somebody today the title of the talk today if you're not dead you're not done if you're not dead you're not done. Just because you failed at something, you are not a failure. Because a failure is an event. It's never a person. So let's watch the story unfold in Judges chapter 16, verse 23. And here's what the Bible says. Now, the rulers of the Philistines, these are the bad guys, okay? Can everybody say bad guys? Bad guys. These are the bad guys. They assembled to offer a great sacrifice to Dagon, their God, and to celebrate, saying, our God, Dagon, has delivered Samson, our enemy, into our hands. Now, let's just pause here for a moment and unpack a little bit about what we just read. They would have been gathered in this coliseum, in this in the temple, but for our purposes, it was like this huge, oh, like a stadium, like a stadium, this open area they would have gathered, and there might have been 3,000 people, possibly 5,000 people. People here gathered together, and they're celebrating and worshiping their god, Dagon. Now, who is Dagon? And what I've learned was that Dagon was the name of their god, and the name of their god represented a a a. a the, they had an image for him, and the image was a human head with a fish body, kind of like Aquaman meets like mermaid. Except, what's a male mermaid? A merman, I think. So it's kind of like that, but, but different because I guess a mermaid, merman, they have like the torso is still human. This is just the head is human and the rest of the body is a fish. And I just want to say, I love our God so much better than that, but anyway, so, so he's, they're worshiping this God, they're thanking him for everything he's done. Let's keep reading verse 24. When the people saw Samson, they praised their God, saying, our God has delivered our enemy into our hands. The one who did what? Everybody say it aloud. The one who laid waste our land. The one who laid waste our land. Do you guys remember how he did that? In our series here, we talked about how Samson, he took that, that, that um, torch and he tied it to 150 pairs of foxes and he let them loose on the field and they burned up all the crops, all the food, all the things they were going to store up for winter, all the food, all their research, their food, everything, vegetables, all of that. He burned it all up. He's the one that did it. And so they're saying he's the one that laid waste our land right? And then he goes on to say, what else? And multiplied are slain. What is he talking about? I don't know if you remember, in our series we talk about the jawbone incident. Remember where Samson grabs a jawbone and he kills with the the jawbone of a donkey a thousand of, of the Philistines. And so that's what they're saying. And multiplied are slain, verse 25. And while they were in high spirits, they shouted, bring out Samson to entertain us. And so they called Samson out of the prison and he performed for them. You guys, it doesn't get any lower than this. This is Samson's lowest point and 100% completely, totally shamed in front of God's enemies, his enemies. He had failed massively. Now, when we fail massively, there are two responses that we can give. The first one is a natural response. And the natural response is to feel remorse. And this, unfortunately, is where a lot of people, they stay. They stay in this remorse well i feel bad about what i did i'm you know i feel bad i can't i shouldn't have done that i'm a bad person sometimes remorse turns in inward and we start saying you know i'm a dummy you know i'm an idiot i i can't believe i'm the worst i i can't do anything right you start like you know just turning i'm a horrible person i'm good for nothing i'm the worst person who's ever lived i have no future i hate myself i hate my life and it turns inward sometimes. Other, other times it turns outward where you start blaming other people. You feel like you're the victim, right? This happened because this person did this to me, and it's not entirely my fault. It's their fault. You know, Samson could have been like, it's Delilah's fault. If I would have stopped dedicating those love songs to Delilah, she would not have been, you know, she would have stopped nagging me the way she, I would have never, you know, given all this information to her. It, it's all her fault, you know. So some of us, we either turn inward, or we turn outward, we blame someone else. Either way, it's deep remorse. I'm a loser, I'm no good, or it's someone else's fault. That's the natural response. There's a better response, though. The better response is, starts with an R as well, and it's repentance. There is remorse, which is the natural response. The better response, though, is repentance. And what is repentance? Repentance is when we say, you know what? It is my fault, my bad. I own it, I made a mistake, I get it, now, I, I understand I blew it, but I, I, I don't want to just stay there and say, yeah, okay, it's my fault. I actually want to take a step further, and I want to turn to God, and I go this way because that's where the cross is. So, like Jesus, you know, the cross, I kind of turn this way, and so, you know, I turn to God, and I let Him redeem me, Him forgive me, him do something in my life, where I, 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 I might have been here, and, and remorse, and I understand it, I own it now, I get it, it's my fault, I'll take the blame, but I don't just stay here, I turn towards God, and I invite him to redeem me, I invite him to make things right, so remorse focuses on the bad, it looks bad to all the things we did wrong, it looks, it, it looks at it, it says, "Man, I'm." or it looks back to all the things we did wrong." But repentance turns from this looking back at all the things you've done wrong, and it goes. And it turns towards God. So like remorse is like looking in the lower things. Repentance, the word repent, actually re means again. Repent means higher. So remorse stays in the lower end of things, lower thinking, it's all my fault. Repentance says, all right, I'm gonna own it. I'm gonna say, yes, I did this. And then I'm gonna turn to a higher higher. I'm going to turn higher to God, and I'm going to allow God to make things right, and so that's what it is. I feel bad about this, but I'm turning completely to God to let Him redeem me f- to, for His divine purposes, and so some of you, you're going to come up on a horrible realization that you can't unsleep with the person that you slept with, right? You, you, you can't do that. You can't, you can't, like, unsay the things that you said. You can't, undo the things that you've done. Maybe you did a bad deal. You can't undo the bad deal. You can't unlook at the things that you looked at. You did. You looked at. You can't unsay it. You can't undo it, right? But what you can do is you can what? You can repent. You can't undo it, but you can repent. And I believe that Samson, he comes to a point in his life where he remembers who he was created to be. And, you know, he says, I wasn't created to be, you know, this entertainment for the enemies. No, I was created for something more. I was created to, to, to I was set apart by God to do something significant. And I want to tell you that it is my prayer that at some point throughout this series that you would have felt uh, that in your life, that you would have felt like, you know what, I... I I get it, I I get it that I was created for something. I I am not this failure, I, I was created for something more, I, I'm remembering who I am, I'm remembering who God says I am, and, and you don't let your spiritual enemy lure you into a remorse, you're looking back, oh, I wish I could have done this, I wish I should have done this, I wish I've, I, I, I would have done this, no, and instead of saying, you know, it's, it, it's my fault, or it's somebody else, instead of doing that, instead of being remorseful, looking back, instead, you're saying, no, I, I'm, I'm going to stop doing that, and I'm going to start accepting the fact that I did do it, but I'm, I'm, I, I did do it, I admit it, and I'm gonna let God use me even though. And so I'm turning from my sin, and I'm turning towards God, and I'm, I, I can't change my past. You guys know that, right? We can't undo it. We can't change our past, but we can change our future. If you're not dead, you're not done. And so I wanna encourage us, don't internalize the failure. You are not what you did. You are who God says you are. And let's watch in verse 25 here where Samson realizes this. And let's read it. It says, when they stood him among the pillars, so he's in the temple, this coliseum, the stadium, right? He's in this place. And Samson in verse 26, he said to the servant who held his hand, put me where I can feel the pillars that support the temple so I can lean against them. And then I love this. Samson prayed. He prayed to the Lord. "O oh, sovereign Lord, remember me. Oh, God, please strengthen me. Actually, let's, let's all read this together. Somebody help me out with this. He prays what? Oh, God, please, can't hear you. Please strengthen me just once more. I love this more than I can tell you. He says, please strengthen me just once more he realizes God I've messed up a billion times a thousand times I've messed up but I'm not asking you for a thousand opportunities no 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 God all I want is just one more chance just one more chance I I, I know that I've messed up more times but if you can find it in your mercy to give me your strength just once more what is Samson you guys Samson, in this point, he's, he's broken. He's realized th- what he's done. He's realized that, that finally, you know what? It is no longer about him. Now, it all of a sudden becomes about God. I believe with all my heart that he stepped across some sort of spiritual line where he's saying, for the first time in my life, I realized that this is no longer about me, that this is about God, and I'm stepping across this spiritual line, and from this moment forward, whatever I have left, whatever strength God gives me, it all comes from God. Whatever God gave me, I'm gonna give it all back to him with everything I have, and he steps across this spiritual line, and he says, I'm no longer the main character of the story. Now, my God is the main character of the story, and everything that I have, I will use to honor him just once more, just once more. Just once more, God, just once more for the rest of my life. I'll never be the same. Everything in me is different. He's no longer, it's no longer about me, about Samson. It's. it's I'm talking about God. This is about God, and this is Samson here at his lowest point. Public humiliation. Nobody believes there's anything good left in this guy. And internally, he has a private moment with God, just as some of you will have. Just one more time, God, one more time, one more chance. You give me one more chance, God. You give me your strength, and I will use that for the rest of my life. I'll leverage that, what you give me for your glory and for your goodness. If you're not dead, you are not done Write this down if you were taking notes and you, you're, you're wanting to take notes, you can write this down. Even in our failures, God can still can still accomplish his purposes. Even in our failures, God can still accomplish. And this is such good news, you guys. This is good news for me. This is good news for you. This is such good news that even in our failures, God can still accomplish his purposes. What was God's purpose for Samson's life? God's purpose for Samson's life was to help start deliver the people of Israel from the oppressive hand of the Philistines. And watch what happens in verse 29. Then Samson reached toward the central two pillars on which the temple stood, bracing himself against them, his right hand on the one and his left hand on the other. You see that? Verse 30. Then Samson said, let me die with the Philistines. And then he pushed With all of his might, and down came the temple, on the rulers and on all the people in it. Thus he killed many more when he died than when he lived. He pushed the pillars with all of his might. Everything came crumbling down. And he's saying, you know, on the Philistines, he destroyed more of God's enemies in that moment than he did his whole entire life while he was alive, all the years that he was alive. If God, it goes to show you that even in our failures, God can still use you. Even though you've messed up, it is not over yet. You are not what you did. You are not. You are who God says you are. Listen to me. If you're not dead, you're not done. There is more in you. Quit living in a remorse of the past. Well, if I wouldn't have done this... Well, I, I shouldn't have done this. Well, I could have done this, but I just didn't. No, no, let's stop whining about the past and crying over spilled milk. It's done, what's done is done, we can't undo it. Now we're gonna push forward. You might say, well, financially, I'm a mess, and I'll never, if I, if I wasn't in a mess, if, if I wouldn't have made those wrong decisions, and, and, and I, I'm never gonna make anything out of my career and I, I, because I'm not keeping up with other people. You know, if you're a follower of Jesus, you have the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead. That same resurrection power lives in you. And if you are not dead, you are not done. Can somebody say yes? yes? You can be a man. You can be a woman of God. Well, I messed up so bad and all the stuff I did. Guess what? Guess what? That makes your story ever so more powerful. Why? Because you can see and you can tell what God has brought you out of. Oh, you say for years I lied and lied and lied. Or for years I was an addict. Or for years I was locked in this, you know, this a pornographic world. And guess just how much better God looks now that he's able. Everybody sees that God took you out of that, out of that darkness and he brought you into light. Our God is not finished with you yet. And here's the thing. Some of you, It's time to do like Samson did when Samson pushed these pillars down. Some of us, we have some pillars that we need to push down in our lives. And it's time to push down some pillars. What are the pillars in your life that you need to push down? And I want to get real specific here. What are those pillars that you need to push down? What are those pillars? And and how are you going to push those pillars down? What pillars are you pushing down? Some of you, it's time to push down the pillars of pride and actually admit, you know what, I need help, I'm alone, and I've messed up, and I'm afraid, and and I feel like a failure, and I've got this thing going on, and I wish, you know, I I didn't, but I do, and I don't know how to make it stop, and I don't know how to get out, and I'm addicted, and I've been lied, and I'm not exactly who I said I was, we just got to push down the pillar push down that pillar of pride and just get some help we push it down we push down that pillar of anger maybe it's anger in your life and you just need to push it down you know i've been mad at the whole world for so long but the truth is that i should be mad at myself push down that pillar what are you going to do about it here's what here's where the rubber meets the road okay you can't just say you know i want to be different You gotta do something different. If you want to be something different, you can't keep doing what you used to do. You gotta do something different, right? If you wanna be something, you gotta make that call. You gotta get counseling. You gotta check yourself into rehab. You gotta confess to your spouse, right? And other godly people. Right? You, you got to get in the small group and tell them, confess to the small group. You know, you're going to say, you know what, I need help financially. I don't know how to manage my money. You're going to have to some way, somehow say this, you know, um, I, I need help in my career. And then let someone say, you know what, I want to help you with that. I want to help you get out of that dead-end career and get into something different. You're going to stop being, you know, an every now and then go to church kind of person. You're going to know, I'm going to lean into God and I'm going to go to church. I'm going to get involved. I'm going to get my family, wake them up and get them to church. You know, I'm going to get, be more than just an attender. I'm going to grow spiritually. You know, I'm not just going to pretend anymore. I'm going to actually do something about it. And you're gonna stop knowing you've got a bad marriage and you're gonna say, you know what, I'm gonna do something about it. I'm gonna go get help. I'm gonna lead my way out of this bad marriage. You're gonna love the way, love your way out of it. And you're not just gonna waste another day with your kids, you know, saying, you know what, I'm so busy working, there's gonna come a day Well, things will slow down. No, you make that day, you make it happen. You might say, well, I'm making money for my family now. No, what's more important, right? You know what's more important. Let's let go of all that less important stuff and say, you know what? I'm going to do something different. You've got a calling. Can you hear me, TV family? You've got a calling on your life. Let's not wallow in the past. Let's not wallow in remorse. Well, I feel bad. I feel guilty. Do something different. Turn from your sin. Turn towards God and watch as as God redeems you and he shows you. He he pulls you out of, you know. The Bible says in the book of Proverbs, though a righteous man falls seven times, he rises again. If you're not dead, you're not done. You can do it. If you're a follower of Jesus, you have resurrection power within your life. Don't give up. Don't just go and be stronger. Satan loves to make strong people weak and God loves to make the weak strong. Don't just try to improve yourself and just be better. No, no, no. Be a man or a woman of God, someone who says it's no longer about me, it is all about him. It's been about me forever. Like Samson realized it, it's no longer about me, it's about him. We gotta push these pillars down. We gotta die to ourselves and live for him. And check this out. I want to say this about Samson, something I believe, it's not in the scriptures, but this is what I believe about Samson, I believe that what Samson did was easy, and you might be here, you say, no, 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 it wasn't easy, it wasn't easy, no, I believe that what Samson did was super easy, all right? You hear the story, Samson pushes the pillars down, all these people die, yay, this is a great fourth grader Sunday school story, he's a hero, yay, he's a hero. I think what he did was easy peasy wheezy, all right, I do, all right, because it is so easy for someone to do that, because in many of us, there's that dormant hero, we want to be a hero, you know, in your life, if your family was ever threatened, If you're married, you have kids, you would lay down, woman or man, lay down your life in a second for their protection. If you're not married, you're single, you would lay down your life in a second for your loved one. Laying down your life for your loved one one time is easy, all right? That's easy. That's that's easy to do. Samson gave his life one time, but God doesn't invite us to give our lives away one time. Paul says in the scriptures, I die daily i do this every day and you know what i just believe in all of you so much i believe that god has a calling and i'm telling you i believe that that it, that i believe in what can happen to your life when you decide to die to yourself daily i believe you know i don't think the world has yet to see what god can do through your life a life who's totally surrendered to him And so why don't you be that person? Well, I messed up. I messed up. You guys, you don't think that Satan comes to me accusing me all the time about why I'm not qualified to lead this church as a pastor throughout Vineyard? You don't think he comes to me and reminds me about all my faults and why I'm not fit and all the mistakes I've done in my past? You don't think he does that? Shoot, he does it all the time, right? You don't do this. You don't do that. You don't measure up. You're not as gifted in this part. I I hear it. I hear it, and it might be. But you know what? Our response should be to the accusations. Okay, I messed up. I did. I own it. I did. I shouldn't have done that. But here's what we do. We're gonna just we're, we're 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 going the wrong way this way. Maybe we talked about this last week, right? We talked about going this way. We talked about taking steps this way. We talked about going this way. And then what what we do? We just we want to stop going this way. What do we do? We just turn around. You guys, that's what repentance is repentance is when you turn around yes your past looks as colorful and shameful and embarrassing as it does but what do we do we just turn around we go from the lower things we own it my bad i did it i I shouldn't have but you know what i'm going to turn to the cross i'm going to turn to god and i'm going to repent and allow god god's forgiveness and his redeeming power to make me right again and so you can do that And when you do that, you guys, the world has yet to see a life who is completely surrendered to him. Will you be that person? You can be. Will you bow your heads and let me pray for you in this moment? Father, I pray that your spirit would work deep within our hearts and that you would do something significant, that your spirit would do a healing work. And God, uh, no matter what we've done in the past, that we would be who you created us to be. And as you're praying today, let's just kind of recapture this whole series, Show Your Strength. If God is saying something very specifically to you, you might be caught up in the, you know, I want it, I deserve it, or I can handle it. Maybe for you, it was another part of the series. It was the pride, and it was the anger. It was the emotionally driven, not the spiritually led. Maybe it was last, le- last week where, where you recognize, you know, I really am, I've been stepping very slowly away from God and my hair is still long on the outside, but my heart has drifted from him. Or maybe it's today, you just feel, you know, I really have, I've blown it, and I've messed up, and I feel so bad about it, and I just don't know if I could ever go back, if I could ever be good again. And God is speaking to you. You are not what you did. You are who he says you are, and God is showing you something very specific in this series, And your prayer is that you want him to do everything that he wants to do in your life. If that is you today, I'm just going to invite you to stand with me, to stand all over this place, and I'm going to pray for you. You say, God has been showing me. He's been messing with me in this series, and I want everything that God wants from me. I see people standing right now. We're going to pray. We're going to pray right now. God, I thank you today for the people that you're speaking to, for all of the people that you're speaking to. I pray, God, that we would be able to say, you know, here's the pillar. Here's the pillar, God, or whatever it is. Here are the pillars that we're gonna push down today. And then, God, I thank you that we don't have to do it with our own strength. But, God, it's with your strength. You give us the strength to do it, God. And I pray that every one of us would be able to name specifically the pillars that with the help of God, we are pushing down. And then, God, I pray that we would be different forever different because we've been in your presence, because your word has been proclaimed, and because your spirit is here. We thank you, God, that in your presence, we cannot be the same. I pray, O oh God, for life transformation by the power of Christ, that we wouldn't be strong in our own strength, but that we would be weaker, and that your strength would make what would be made perfect through us, God. Thank you, God, for all the ways that you're going to use us to accomplish your purposes for your glory.